2: The one and only Big Sills. How you doing? Happy Football Eve. Happy Football Eve. Man, this is like Christmas. We're here, dude. This is 24 hours away from getting ready for the start of the National Football League season and the greatest reality television show anywhere on the planet is the National Football League. Everybody has predictions. They have passions, picks. It it, it all starts. It's really one of the greatest reality shows. How in the world did pro football overtake baseball as America's pastime? When did that happen? Was it the 94 strike? Because pro football has just skyrocketed past baseball. Baseball is now page 10. I mean, it's now page 10. When you're talking about sports stories. I I, I was listening to the guys before with Xander. The Sixers. I don't cover shitty teams. I don't cover shitty stories. I mention them. That's not a story, he's a mention. Do you understand what the Sixers are? They're mentions, not stories. Anybody would trade places. Nobody knows who you are except Philadelphia sports fans. And now he's going to hijack your taxes to try to make you pay for an arena downtown. Good luck, there carpetbagger. Good luck. Trying to push that past those people in that city. Never work, dude. Hey, never work. You'll be playing a Temple before you get a downtown stadium. That ain't happening. Not happening, man. By the way, I want to make this proclamation here on this great day. September 6th. I was reading the National Enquirer. Oh, wait, the Philadelphia Enquirer. The National Enquirer, uh, it doesn't really matter. And they had a pretty good story there on A.J. Brown. I'm going to make this point to you here. A.J. Brown has been a better acquisition to the team as a free agent, wide receiver, than Terrell Owens ever was. Because he's complete. Yeah, but still, he's not quite the player Owens is. Yeah, and Owens is not quite the teammate A.J. is. Their talents aren't that far off, but as a complete football player, AJ's better than Terrell Owens. He 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 he's a better, he's a better acquisition to the Eagle franchise than what Terrell Owens was. Yeah, but Dan Owens was. I know. You don't think ninety-five catches and almost fifteen hundred yards. That's a pretty good season, isn't it? Kind of duplicates that season that Owens had. 2004. Sills like to extend my deepest sympathies to Hugh Douglas and family for the tragic loss of his son. Hey, Bear, cool for you to do that. I've already sent mine as well. (laughs) It takes your breath away. Dude, you know what's funny about being a parent? It doesn't matter at all about yourselves, you know? Like, when I watch my kid play ball, you know, I, I can't tell you how nervous I get. Me, I could break every bone in my body, and I don't care. I pull my heart out for my kid. You know what I mean? I mean, it's just, they put you in a vulnerable position, and when something like that tragic happens, I mean, dude, I don't really go soft on a lot of things, but anything that concerns your kids, that's personal. That's personal stuff. You know what I'm saying? So definitely kudos. Definitely kudos. We send it out to uh, loved for kudos to you for saying that. And we send out our love to the Hugh Douglas family for sure with an absolutely great Eagle, What an absolutely great ambassador to the city of Philadelphia. And we move on with respect to Hugh because that's what he would want us to do. It's about making another step forward in this entire process. Meryl Reese will join us at 4.30 Eastern time. We will talk to the legendary voice of the Philadelphia Eagles and get his perspective on what seems to be another fabulous year of expectations for the Eagles, okay? Looking forward to it. We have so much. I Here, I, I, if I showed you all the stuff that we're going to hit on today, I mean, here, you, you know what's cool about today also? Today is a day where you can have some fun with predictions and such, how you see the league, on September 6th, compared to how you'll see it, maybe January 6th. You know what I'm saying? How how you'll see the team and the league will obviously change due to the war of attrition. Certain teams will pop up from nowhere. Certain teams will um, not live up to expectations. Is your team going to be one of the either? I don't know. That's why it's a great reality television show. So we have a little fun here. By the way, once again, Jalen Hurts. Nobody outside of Philadelphia respects you, Jalen. Nobody. Nobody outside of Philly represents you, respects you, and thinks you're in line with these other quarterbacks. No one. Nobody does. Okay? Here, let me give you. Might as well go here. Where is it? Here. This ain't me. Starting to show out here. I'm going to get to the Patriots here in a minute. Then my expectations. Then my personal expectations. What I want to see with this team this year. So the ringer came out with the top 32 quarterbacks. In the National Football League. I'm not going through all of them. I'll just go 10 up. This ain't me. Okay? This ain't me. This is why there's no chance on the planet he wins the MVP award. There's no chance. They don't want him to. He's not the face of the league and never will be. That's not who they're promoting. They are not promoting Jalen Hurts to be the face of the NFL. Shit, the NBA is not even promoting Embiid to be the face of the NBA, and he's the reigning MVP. Nobody from Philly is going to be the most valuable player. Nobody. Hurts 10th, according to the ringer. Listen to the quarterbacks who they have ranked ahead of him. I didn't know Matthew Stafford had a good season last year, did he? I thought he missed almost the entire season. He's ninth you got a broken-down quarterback ranked ninth. Dak Prescott is ranked ahead, according to the ringer. Bill Simmons, you know 30-for-30 30 30 guy? Sports century guy? He founded all those things. Has Dak Prescott as a better quarterback than Jalen Hurts? Even I can't do that. Head-to-head, head, baby because the Cowboys always beat the Eagles. Rodgers is seventh. Trevor Lawrence is sixth. Lamar Jackson, five, Burrow, four. Justin Herbert, three. Josh Allen, two. And Mahomes, one. I mean... Look, I'll say this from where he was a year ago. It's remarkable that you're even in that conversation with those names from where you've come from. If you're Jalen, he's done it one year and that's probably why he's low on that list. I think that's low, but hey, I kind of get the premise of it. Yeah, I would probably say Burrow second too. Kayvon, I would probably say he's second. I, I, pro- I, I don't have a problem going there with that. I think you're probably right there with that. But once again, you know, it's funny. I heard Rob talking about Geno Smith. He says he wants to see Geno do it again. You don't want to see Jalen do it again? It's been three years. We've had three different opinions going into each year on Jalen Hurts. What's the fourth year going to be? First year was a shitty pick. Second year, he wasn't the guy. Last year, he was amazing. Which is he? Who is he? Well, still, he's getting better. True. Absolutely true. But that's what people look at him as. And again, it's not a bashing session because where he's come from and where he's elevated to is literally remarkable. His hard work, his perseverance, all of that, a great team around him, a great organization. A great ownership, all of that has to be part of the process. I've said this to you before. Do you know in the last what is it since since Jimmy Johnson left, the Dallas Cowboys, I think the Cowboys are four and seven in the postseason. Four and seven. I mean, With one common denominator. Jerry. Right? Just one common denominator. I mean, it's 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 eventually you look at the mirror and go, it's gotta be me here, no? Hertz is the next wentz. I don't believe that. I don't believe that. But my problem, my problem becomes this, though. My problem becomes you haven't let the process play itself out yet. Okay? You haven't. Have some patience here. How about I say something to Eagle fans? Enjoy the ride. Enjoy the ride here a little bit more. Because you're watching something here that could be really great. Okay? You're watching something that could be really special here. So just remember that. Let the process play itself out here a little bit. Okay? All right. I want to get into how I see the league. On the eve of the start of the NFL season, I'm going to tell you my Super Bowl prediction, and I'm going to tell you who wins it. The same way I did a year ago. I'm not waffling on anything. I didn't waffle last year. I said, bills and eagles to the Super Bowl. I got half of the equation right. And we're going to do it now. And I'm going to start off in the AFC on how I see this thing on the eve of the NFL season starting. I'm going to start it in the East. You know, I've wavered back and forth like a seesaw, and I thought about the Jets, and I thought about the AFC East, which could be easily one of the best divisions in all of football. I think every single team in that division is probably going to have a 500 or better record. Okay? Probably a 500 or better record. Um. I got the Bills winning the division. I think they have, without a doubt, the most talented quarterback in the National Football League next to Mahomes. He is the most talented quarterback next to Patrick Mahomes in the league. Stop lying to yourself. Do you know why he's one of the most gifted players in the league? He doesn't need much to win. He doesn't have to have much to win. He don't need a Dallas Goddard. He don't need an A.J. Brown. He doesn't need two 1,000-yard receivers. He doesn't need a 1,300-yard back. He doesn't need the best offensive line. But he's going to win 13 ball games. That's the difference between him and your guy. Your guy can't do the shit that guy in Buffalo does. He's a turnover machine because he's the only guy in the machine. He is the only guy in the machine. You guys get to talk about eight pro bowlers. How many pro bowlers? Let me see. How many pro bowlers are on the Eagle offense? Well, two wideouts. Your two offensive tackles, your center, let's see, four, five, six guard. Last year, your back seven. And your quarterback, you had eight out of the 11. Do you know how many all pros are in Buffalo on the offense? Two. Two. You got eight. Hey, even a guy from Miami can add. What has Jalen won? What has he won? When you guys bring that up, that's a team accomplishment, not an individual accomplishment. What are you talking about? He does more with less. Is that a lie? Let me ask you this. Is that a lie? He does more with less. Let, from that one, yeah, let's do that. Does Josh Allen do more with less? Yes or no? Does he do more with less? Yes or no? Simple question. Plus the AMC. Look at Sway. Sway will Sway is a total Eagle fan because he'll lie to you to make the narrative fit his narrative. Okay? He'll lie to you. You have eight Pro Bowlers. He has two. Including him. Eight to two. And that guy's going to try to sit here and try to tell you and convince you that Jalen is just as good as that guy with lesser talent around Josh Allen. That's ridiculous. That's a ridiculous conversation to have. Okay? I am going to do something here that I said I wouldn't do. And... I'm going to put the Jets in the playoffs. I'm going to put the Jets in the playoffs. Okay? I am. I think they got a good set of corners. I think their defensive line, they're more talented than the Giants. And they finally have a quarterback in the building that can sling the football around the yard since Namath. And I'll say that I believe the Jets With all the things that they've said and all the things that they've done, I think hard knocks has been great for the Jets and for Aaron Rodgers. I wish he would stop talking about the vaccination stuff with Djokovic the other night. That was dumb. There's no reason. It's the same stuff that the Krauses tell me. Stop punching down. Just do me a favor and stop punching down. You punch down when you do that. And they tell me that. Stop punching down. Why? What's the point? Aaron, really? Okay? Yeah. I'm not getting into that. I'm just saying, stop punching down. You got a season ahead of you. Concentrate. It's been one of your major issues. Has been concentrating. So I got the Bills and the Jets making the playoffs from the AFC East. This is where it's changed for me. AFC North. Bengals win it. Ravens. Browns. All make the playoffs. I think the Browns are a good offense. I think the Browns are a good defense. I think they got a very underrated defense. Okay? I think they do. Q-ball. Still has been really busy at work. Haven't been able to tune in much just wanted to drop in and tell you that you, you the man. Thank you, Q-Ball. Appreciate that, brother. It means a lot that you take time out of your day to come here and tell us that. With so many options out there, it means the world to all of us here. I got the Browns. Browns have a lot of pressure on them. That quarterback has a $230 million payroll. Um, I think they got the wide receivers. I think they got the running back. They got a really good offensive line. They got the second-best offensive line coach in pro football and Bill Callahan. Uh, Miles Garrett is a Hall of Famer. That's a good-looking football team. I got the Ravens. I think Lamar's going to have a comeback year. Three teams make it out of that north. Makes it one of the best divisions in all of football. AOC South, a lot of people like the Titans here. Um, I'm going Jags. I think Doug's too good a coach. Now that you had Calvin Ridley, I think that football team has a tremendous opportunity at really doing some great things down there. I think Trevor Lawrence is going to have an even bigger year this year than he did a year ago, or I should say second half of the season. And I think he has a really good football season. And I think the Jaguars are going to go a long way. They make the playoffs. AFC West, I think you're going to be shocked here. I have one team coming out of the West. Kansas City Chiefs. With the Chargers pushing them. And if Chris Jones doesn't play this year, And if Travis Kelsey's banged up, the Chargers can win that division. But I'm still going to hang with Mahomes and Reed. Chargers, Broncos, Raiders, they do not make the playoffs. Here's who I have in the conference championship game. I have the Bills versus the Bengals. And the Buffalo Bills make it to the Super Bowl in Las Vegas. Hey, Dan, you bring up the real deal for NFL discussion. This show has no competition. Greasy, kudos to you, man. Thank you very much for saying that. Thank you. Okay? Okay. Pete goes Alito line. Nobody's impressed with Hurts' running. Nobody said they weren't. But like I said, Jalen Hurts is a better runner than he is passer. Just watch a game. He's a better runner. I wouldn't call him an elite arm. I know you would. But 3,700 yards is not elite. That's not an elite arm. I said it to you before. Geno Smith had a better passing year than Jalen Hurts did. That's not a lie. All you have to do is look it up. Look it up. Individually, Geno was better. He improves every year. Absolutely, Dozem. Absolutely, he is improving every year. No question about it. KJ goes his percentage would say different. Geno Smith led the NFL in percent completion percentage geno smith led the nfl in completion percentage and first personally in hurts his first year he completed 61 percent last year it was 66 the stats don't tell the truth with that one year he wasn't very accurate the second year he got better we'll find out the third year this year stop lying Geno Smith did not have 3,700. He had 4,500. Okay? Nobody's trolling anything. Trolling is lying. Okay? Do you understand the difference when people say trolling? Trolling is you're telling lies. There's no lies here. I am not a freaking cheerleader. I never will be. I don't root for a particular team. I don't have a favorite team. I don't care. Well, that's true. Hurricanes. I don't have a favorite team. I root for greatness. I love fan bases. I don't root for teams. I never have since I was a kid. Maybe the Giants, because my uncle... Is a Hall of Fame giant guy. Maybe. Other than that, I never have. Bills, Bengals. Bengals make it a game, but the Bills go to the Super Bowl. Now in the NFC side. Let's start with the East. I have I have the Eagles. I have the Eagles winning the East. I have the Eagles winning the East. Cowboys make the playoffs. NFC North, I think the Lions win the division. The Vikings make the playoffs. The South, I believe the Saints are going to win home field advantage. And in the West, the 49ers and the Seahawks make it to the playoffs. Here's your NFC championship game. Cowboys and Eagles. Cowboys win the NFC, go to the Super Bowl, and the Bills get revenge and win the Super Bowl. I have Bills and Cowboys in the Super Bowl. Saints get bounced in the opening round. Eagles host the NFC title game. And the Cowboys, as usual, beat Philly and they go to the Super Bowl. And remember something, too. You have nothing on your side of the aisle that says you're going to beat Dallas. Nothing. In the last nine years, nothing that says you're different than them. You don't beat two years ago, even, you weren't competitive against them. In the game Dak played against your number two defense, you weren't competitive. He threw for five touchdowns. Here, when you beat the Cowboys, wake me up and let me know. Let me know. Prescott's eight and three versus you. See, once again, not trolling, Reality. The Cowboys' big games will clearly be the wild-card game and the divisional game. And I think they're going to have a 12-5 and record like you probably. Okay? They'll have to take on the lesser team, which will most likely be the Vikings or the Seahawks. Then they'll get the Saints, and they'll beat the Saints. And then they'll beat you. Okay, what does Dallas have on their side of the aisle that makes you think that they'll even win a divisional game? Dak Prescott against the Eagles. And I believe they have better corners than you. Actually... I think they got an entire better secondary than you. Their safeties, they have an all-pro in the safety position, do you? They actually have an all-pro in the safety position. They're better across the board in the secondary than you. That's a fact. You don't even know what the hell you have at safety. You got spare change and rookies. Good luck. They got veteran guys. They brought almost everybody back on that defense, which is considered one of the top defenses in the NFL. You're not. You're not. And by the way, you're not going to have anywhere near 50 sacks. You know why? Because teams are not going to be in third and long much against you when they run the ball on you. You don't have to throw the ball. You don't have to. And you're not taking on shitty quarterbacks. Okay? Hey, by the way, again, I, think I one of the things that I can't wait to watch this year is Dak versus Jalen season. Okay? Because Dak's playing for a contract, too. What am I drinking? Reality. What have you done against... Tell me what you've done against Dak. Big Moose, tell me what you've, okay. I'll take this. I'll do this. Okay, I'm trolling. What do you have that says that you're going to beat Dak? Or that you have? Can you tell me? Let me know. Please tell me. Please tell me. KJ goes Dak his ass unless he plays Philly. You have nothing. You don't beat the Cowboys with Dak Prescott. You don't. You don't. Stop lying. We move on. We move on. LJ. Yeah, that's it, LJ. Low brow thinking. Big balls, no cup, big cells. How you doing, Quan? One of my favorites. We have Jalen Hurts. And? Hey, I can't wait to see Jalen Hurts of AJ. If A.J. goes down, you have Quez and Devontae. Good luck to you. Be lucky to beat the Giants. You have no depth at wideout. Zero. You got Marshmallow. Seriously, man, you got a cream puff in your number three hole. And you, hey, did I actually hear somebody on the Philadelphia sports market radio station saying, that they thought Rashad Penny is going to have six, 700 yards rushing. It's unbelievable. Guy who averages 57 carries a year, all of a sudden now is going to magically turn into Adrian Peterson. How funny. I've never seen people with more BS. I mean, Who has crazy depth at wideout? That's the point. The great ones don't need it. Your guy does. Josh Allen has one wideout. Mahomes has none. Mahomes has no wide receivers. Can you, hey, I want to show you something. You're going to see total greatness tomorrow night with Mahomes. Mahomes. If Kelsey doesn't play and he beats the Lions with absolutely nobody, shit. That's another statement for that guy. Dude, they've only spent $2 million on their running back room combined. Maybe it's a million. They have no wideouts of any talent. That'll be insane. Okay, it'll be insane. It's the Lions? Shit, man. i got the Lions one in the North. Lions pushed your ass last year around. It was the last second drive to beat them. That was probably your most competitive game last year. The Lions. Well, let me ask you this. During the regular season, if you're saying the Lions sucked, who did you play of note? during the regular season that you thought was a tough opponent? The Cowboys? Okay. Well, you're one-on-one against them. Division opponent? Who? The Commanders? Who did you play last year that you thought was a tough opponent? If it's not the Lions and you call them nobodies. The Texans. There you go. There you go. This is – Angelo, I know you're watching, Paisan. You're right. It's like picking apples off the ground, not the tree, even. It's insane. It it, it really is. I, you know, no, I can't give too many trade secrets away. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, I love this one. This is why Cilio was a bust. You're damn right, man. A 34 year broadcasting career just sucks so much. Man. You know what? You're right. I've sucked for 34 years. Hey, LJ, I'm with you, man. God bless it, Xander. I've sucked for 37 years. Yeah, you're right. Sills, <laughs> did you see the clip? Gannon trying to motivate his players. It's so sadly embarrassing. Decides new. but I'd rather take. I'd rather have him too. because I trust him. Okay. Cause I'm I'm trusting him. So yeah, you're right, man. I've been a 34, 37. I don't even remember. It's been over 30 years now. Why Jack didn't stop the Eagles from winning the championship in 17? Um. What what are we doing? Talking about 2017? What's that got to do with 2023? Zero. Zero. Has no bearing. You know what's funny about that? Every time I see an Eagle fan start talking to me about 17, you should thank Chip Kelly every day for that title. If you're a comedian bombing on stage, you're looking for a quick laugh from the crowd to recover. Just mentioned Bills and Cowboys in the Super Bowl. Not sure what that means. I'm not a comedian. Um, I'm not trying to be funny. Honestly, if you want to thank somebody for winning the Super Bowl, you should thank Chip Kelly. Luffy goes, Chip was the coach? No, he got rid of the dead weight and brought Stoutland in and drafted Lane. Want me to go on? So, wait a minute. Let me get this right. Somebody help me here. What was Chip Kelly's final season as head coach of the Eagles? Just curious. What was his final what was his final season? Wait Chris i'm a, I'm, a, I'm gonna hook you up here. What was his final season as head coach? Chip Kelly's in uh, Philadelphia? What was his final season? do you guys know? Two thousand sixteen? Oh, so after he fired Deshaun Jackson, Shady McCoy, and got rid of all them guys, two years later, he won a Super Bowl. So you never really needed those guys like he thought. And you won a Super Bowl two years later? It's funny how Eagle fans bashed Chip Kelly for that move, for getting rid of all them guys, and two years later, he was right to get rid of them. You didn't need them. Am I wrong? That's not trolling. That's fact. And he brought your greatest assistant coach in since Jim Johnson. Explain that one to me. He got rid of the Sean Jackson, got rid of Shady, brought in in Stoutland, drafted Lane, And those components are still on the team today. Just to keep things fair here. You guys didn't need him. Now, maybe his bedside manner sucked. But he was right, personnel-wise. Well, I didn't like the way you treated him. So what? Who cares? <laughs> you got rid of all them guys, and those guys still to this day bitch about how they were shipped out of town, and yet two years later, he won a Super Bowl. What would you rather have? So wait a minute. Let me get this right. Some Eagle fans would rather have Djax and Shady on the team and whomever than win that chip in 17. You'd rather have that. Tells me all I need to know about some of you. Who scouted Lane? I would imagine the guy he brought in. Stoutland. By the way, he was an interim head football coach down at the University of Miami. And Sean Desai worked in the personnel department at the University of Miami. Did you know that? Okay. Eagle expectations from big sales here. Okay, (laughs) hey, see, that's not trolling when I proved the point to you. You didn't need dumb dudes. So your mentality and how you've been conditioned by certain people in your respected market is flawed. When you lose players that hurt your chances to win a Super Bowl, then you have a leg to stand on. But when you get rid of people, and you win it two years later, you have no leg to stand on. That's not trolling, that's truth. Okay? Armstrong goes, Sills doesn't even believe him. It's not belief, it's what happened. It's not anything to do with me believing. That's not an opinion. You're, you're missing. I'll let you know when I have an opinion on something. Like, my predictions are opinions. Those are opinions. What happened to you in 17 is not an opinion. That happened. Those guys weren't on the team because Chip fired him. And he won a Super Bowl two years later. You didn't need him. Am I wrong? No. My argument? It's not an argument. i You don't argue the truth. What argument? That you did need him? I'm not arguing that. It's not an argument. You're missing the point again. It's what happened. There, how is it wrong? They weren't... What Deshaun Jackson and... Shady McCoy on the 17 championship team. Yes or no? End of story. All right. Personal expectations for the Eagles. And we're going to start it with Hertz. I would say this to you about Jay. His decision-making... His ability to read the blitzes, um, what did I just see? 4,500 passing yards, he'll never do that in his entire career, ever. Will never do that. Um, because that's not the offense they run. I'll tell you what, Jalen's numbers would be higher if he didn't have all the components around him, his numbers would be higher. But they would be higher turnovers too. Okay? It'd be higher turnovers. So I I say this, 3,850 yards passing, 25 touchdowns, six picks, 750 yards rushing, eight touchdowns, he does that, they're back in the NFC title game again. They're back in the, that's what he's paid to do. He's not paid to throw for a ton of yards. He's paid to play in the RPO. RPO is not going to produce a ton of passing yards unless you're Josh Allen. You got to remember something. Jalen has a ton of help around him. He's got to spread those numbers out. Those other quarterbacks have no help. Why do you think Mahomes threw for record numbers this past season? Touchdowns, 44, 45, whatever it was. He only had Kelsey. Okay? By the way, I'd like to see him play 17 games. It'd be nice to see him play a full season once. He's never. It, It... Josh Allen has help? Who? Stephon Diggs and who? Who, Maurice? Or excuse me, Kayvon, who? Who outside of Stephon Diggs does Josh Allen have his help? Name one. That's comparable to Devontae, Dallas Goddard, and A.J. Brown. Stefan Diggs, right? One. Who's the running back? I don't even know who the running back is in Buffalo. Gabe Davis. You're comparing Gabe Davis to Devontae Smith? Gabe Davis? What did he have? 35 catches last year? How many catches did Gabe Davis have? Please let it be 60. I'm begging you, let it be 60 gabe davis i, w- I would love to, i, w- I want to know what this guy's stats are here that you said that you just compared him to Devonte smith let's see gabe davis <laughs> i can't wait to see so last year gabe davis had 48 catches for 836 yards you're comparing that guy to Devontae? Gabe Davis. So if you extrapolate like that over 15 games, you're talking about a guy with 50 yards a game. Gabe Davis. Gabe Davis did have four TD playoff games for Josh Allen. Yeah. The quarterback. Making everybody around him like Mahomes does better. Can you imagine Josh Allen in the Philadelphia Eagle offense? Good night. So wait a minute. Let me get this right. And, and to, to have his hand even, get this. That guy went 13 and three with nobody on the offense. And everyone says that guy played bad last year. And he was 13 and three. And if he's on the Eagle offense, what are you saying? He goes undefeated. I'll tell you what. You can have Jalen. I'll take the guy in Buffalo. DeAndre Swift, my expectations for him. I'd really like to see this guy. And by the way, who do you think is a better running back? Stevenson from New England or DeAndre Swift? Who's Who's a better running back, you think? Who's a better running back? Who would you take, Swift or Stevenson in Buff in uh, New England? Who's 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 the better back? Swift's a better back. When Stevenson had a thousand yards and sixty catches last year. Had 500 yards receiving. Had a thousand rushing, Five yards of carry. Swiss better? Okay? Really? So th- that's an opinion. That's an opinion. You see, because what that kid did is facts. And Matt Jones was throwing him the ball. Or Bailey Zappi. What happens if he has a quarterback up there that has a consistent ear and gets him the football? Does he have 80 catches? Okay. Chris. No, 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 Chris. Talk about not knowing. I I know who you are. See, you're a guy who likes to be lied to. Most people in life like to be lied to because it's softer on their emotions. Remember that, Chris. You see, most people don't like the truth. They like to be lied to. And they see what they want to hear. So it's cool. It's all good. Okay? I'd le- I-, I think DeAndre's going to – I think DeAndre could be a game changer for that offense if they use him right. Okay? Devontae Smith, I couldn't have been more wrong about a player, and Xander can back me up. My first day on that sh- station on the network was August 26th or 7th. No, April 26th or 27th. Right, Xander? It was about that time. And first thing Xander asked me was, he goes, what did you think of the Devontae Smith trade or uh, draft pick? I went, you got drafted to the wrong team. He's a schwimp. And I never realized it was Jamison Williams, who's the guy that's got to show me that he could stay healthy. Jamison Williams is the guy that's got to make better decisions and show me he can stay healthy because it's not the kid in Philadelphia. He is getting better and 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 better. He's a Marvin Harrison of today. He's not flashy. He's never, he's like Art Monk, Marvin Harrison. He's the guy that's just going to go out there. And I think he's going to be the first wide receiver in Philadelphia Eagle history to get a hundred catch season. And I think he's going to go 101, 1,200 and eight touchdowns. He's getting better and better and better. Personally, I would say this to you. I think that he's a better wide receiver than CeeDee Lamb. I, I, I don't see. it. not it funny? Jalen threw to both guys. Um, I, I personally don't see the difference. Where does people think that CeeDee's a better ball player than him? I mean, I've not seen. His route running is as good as any wide receiver I've ever seen run routes. And and, and and he's so Marvin Harrison-ish. He never runs a 13 and a half yard in. They're 15. He doesn't pull up on the route. He doesn't go long on the route. He doesn't do wheel routes. He's And what I think he's getting better at, too, is jump ball situations. He's really getting better. And I'm wrong. He is. In the last two years, the best pick that Howie Roseman has had has been this kid. We'll see if Jalen Carter breaks the mold on this. But, um, yes, he's the real deal. You know what? I would make this point to you, too. Of all the wide receivers that you've drafted, and I'm not going to count Harold Carmichael because I think he's more of a flanker kind of guy more so than he was really a wide out. He was a freak guy, kind of like six nine. You could put him in the halfback position, line him up in the slot, put him at flanker. Wow, Bozeman with a five-year deal, 170. They, You know why? Be, be, let, me, let me tell you what got that deal done. The Trey Lance disaster. That's what got that deal done. That Trey Lance disaster. Okay? Devontae continues. We'll, t- we're, we're, we'll talk about that deal here in a minute. Um. I say this for AJ. AJ's going to suffer because of Swift and goddard however that doesn't mean they're not going to be impactful yards not everybody's going to have a career year especially when you add more mouths to feed it's not going to work that way especially when you're going to have less opportunities because of better teams you're playing you're going to be on the field less okay I got A.J. at 75 catches for 100 or 4,000 yards, six touchdowns. I got Goddard at 75 catches. This may be low at 950. Okay? And six touchdowns. That's a lot. You're talking about 3,100 yards. But remember something. Last year, because I know most of you don't want to accept this, 67% 67% of the passes that were thrown from Jalen Hurts last year went to three guys only. Goddard, Brown, and Smith. That's why he didn't have 4,000 yards, plus he missed time. I mean, we, you're only throwing to three guys. Almost seven seven out of every 10 pass was thrown to one of those three guys. That's why when you add DeAndre into this, that could push that number up, higher the passing yards. Okay? Let's go to the defensive side of the ball. Um. I think Goddard's going to... Hey, hey, Barb, I would say that Goddard is probably going to be the most difficult cover for any team that they play because he's got a nose for the end zone and he's physical and he can block and man, he's a 2.0 junior version of Gronkowski. Now I'm not saying he's as talented as Gronk. I am not doing that, but he has the same characteristics. He's good in the run game. He's good at block and release. Um, you know, I just, he, he really, he's just gotta be on the field more, man. Keep his ass on the field. Okay. Keep his ass on the field here. Hollywood says that Boza has agreed to a five-year, $170 million extension with the Niners, including $122.5 million by a wide margin. We'll make him the highest-paid defensive player. He's over $30 million now. So what are you going to pay Justin Jefferson, Minnesota, before the start of the season? They have yet to work that deal out. So let me get this right. Nick Boza just signed a $31 million contract and you got a $900,000 quarterback. Someone's going to have to tell me why this wild experiment and failure is not covered more with the Niners, with that disaster. You're paying a guy $31 million annually and you got a $937 million 1000 dollar quarterback. And you're going to go win a Super Bowl with that? It, you have a Super Bowl roster. It's fundamentally flawed. It's fundamentally flawed. I mean, that roster is ready to win it. If you actually landed Aaron Rodgers, they'd win the Super Bowl. But instead, you 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 were like experimenting with the shittiest prospect I've seen since Brandon Whedon. Nobody in their mind thought he was good coming out of college. I surely didn't. He was playing in some beer drinking league up at North Dakota State. I mean, honestly, windows are wide open. I had a YouTube his highlights. Every DB and corner he played against was some white guy from some beer drinking league. I'm like, who, did he play against anybody that got drafted in the NFL? Why would you think that? Why? Because once you found a guy who was kind of good? That doesn't use How many Mississippi Valley statewide receivers have NFL teams gone back and found Mississippi Valley State wideouts like Rice? I mean, like, just because one guy came out of Mississippi Valley State doesn't mean you're going to find another rice out of there. You can't be any dumber than... That's why Howie's now got it right. He's staying in the Southeastern Conference. Shit, yeah, man. You stick with Georgia, Bama, LSU? Couple teams, maybe Big Ten? Maybe an ACC kid? I'm not going anywhere out of there. Think I'm going to Mountain West? Some shit-stain conference like... uh, Conference USA, no thank you. I'm going to take my chances and roll the dice where all the kids go. What do you think I got a better chance? Watch this. I may not find Daryl Green because he went to Texas A&I. But what do you think my chances are when it comes to drafting? If I draft 10 Alabama guys and then I go to all these other stupid schools, what do you think my odds are that I'm going to land on more guys than him? A lot. Makes no sense. And what, What? hey, what makes the Trey Lance deal worse than even the Ryan Leaf deal is that you gave up three ones for him. You gave up three years of your future and the present because you're gambling on that Super Bowl roster. You can't be any dumber. John Schneider and Pete Carroll are doing a better job in Seattle than those two dudes are doing in San Francisco. I got, a million, I got a $30 million defensive player. Here, let me ask you this. What's the point of paying Aaron Donald $30 million with the Rams now? What's the point? You're going to win five games. What's the point of having him? I'm trading him. Why would you have a thirty million dollar DT on a five-win team? (laughs) How's that make sense? I'll do the defense in the second hour. By the way, Merrill Reese is gonna join us at four thirty Eastern. Another chapter in the legendary broadcaster's year, the 2023 Philadelphia Eagle season, starts on Sunday, and it'll be in Foxboro. I cannot wait for that. By the way, don't forget also, Friday we're going to be doing our giveaways with Hooters, and we're expecting you to be involved with this. We can't wait. Seven locations in the Northeast area. Go to northeasthooters.com. To find one of the seven locations. Plus, it's the 40th anniversary of Hooters. Congratulations to you. And it's also the official home of the National Football Show, and we so appreciate that. Can't tell you how we're looking forward to this upcoming season. We're going to be doing tailgate parties. We're going to be doing so much at the King of Pressure One, right there in the Philadelphia area. By the way, too, if you want to just sit at home and watch the game, you can go to Hooters2Go.com. Go right there, log on, get your grub there. Some of the best specials on the planet during the week, too. Tuesdays, buy 10 wings, get 10 boneless free. Wing Wednesdays, 1983, that's the year the place was founded with the 40th anniversary. All you can eat, kids eat free on Saturdays. All the great draft specials, all the great happy hour specials. Do me a favor. Go to northeasthooters.com. Find that location nearest to you. One of the seven locations. And when you go to Hooters, tell them Big Sill sent you.
0: did you know I was the mommy slam dunk champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really. Don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. All right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. <sighs> go, to letter, Go, Fake a Mama, go. Mama. She did it.
1: Again.
2: You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh huh.
3: E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles.
2: Hour number two, Big Sills. National football show, Meryl Reese. Bottom of the hour, we can't wait to talk to him. He's so kind to us, too, during the season. Always comes on. We look forward to talking to the legendary... Voice of the Philadelphia Eagles Before I get into the defensive side On expectations of what I'm looking for this year With certain players I do want to say this And I want to show you the difference With people that sit in the stands Versus people that actually compete for a living So Dennis Dodd Who's been on this program Is a college football writer And he said one of the most disappointing things About the Colorado win with Deion Sanders Was that Deion made it about him And all the stuff in the press conference was all about him. Let me ask you something. So do you personally believe that a man who recruited 85 new guys takes a football team on the road that won one game last year, had six penalties, and looked like that on the road? made it all about him. That just shows you don't know what you're talking about. There's no way on the planet you motivate a hundred kids if you're making it all about you. That's a bull-faced lie. That press conference is the only thing Dion made it about that was him. And by the way, if I'm a player on that Colorado team, I don't need you to walk around on knee pads telling me how great I am. I'm waiting for next April. You think your opinion matters to me? Man, people are so blinded by reality. How in the world do you think Dion made that about him? Dion's bigger than the Colorado Buffalo program, he's bigger. I haven't taught Colorado Buffalo football in 25 years. He's bigger. He's an American icon. I don't know anything about Colorado football. Nothing. Eric European enemy went there, I think, right? I don't know anything about it. It's in Boulder, Colorado, Right? Made it about him, and you motivated 85 guys, new faces, 86 new faces to go in and win like that and pull an upset off to the runner-up in the national title game. Man, people are so stupid. They'll say anything. That's not reality. If they would have got killed, and he started talking shit in the press conference, it's one thing. Man. Man. One thing on Jerry Jones before we get to the Eagles side of the ball on defense. You want to know what's wrong with the Cowboys? What's wrong with. I think this is a great question to ask Eagle fans and NFL fans. What's wrong with the Cowboys? 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 It's not Dak. Dak wins in spite of him. You 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 so wait a minute. Are you trying to tell me you think Dak Prescott, who was a fourth or fifth round draft choice, hasn't overachieved as a quarterback in the NFL to where he's making $50 million a year this year? You would not know reality. Tony Romo overachieved. He wasn't drafted. Those guys overachieved. Those are overachievers. I don't think you guys understand the difference between over and underachieving at all. Here's the problem with the Cowboys. Since you guys are blinded by it because the media has conditioned you to believe it, that it's the players, man, I feel bad for the people that have spoken to you for all these years. They've conditioned you into being like, I don't know what you're looking at. I, I look at a completely different, When I look at the Dallas Cowboys here, here's what's wrong with the Cowboys. Jerry Jones, I'm the owner and GM. I didn't have to talk to anyone on the trance, Trey Lance trade. Well, you're under the assumption you're a football man. You're under the assumption that you're a football man. You own the team. That's all you are as a football man. You played college football. That doesn't mean you're an intellect in the game. Like, I don't think anybody would confuse Jerry Jones being a better general manager than Howie Roseman. Why wouldn't you want to hire Howie Roseman? What your ego is so big because Jimmy had kicked your ass for those five years. For those five years, he kicked your ass around your own team. So much so that you'll lose in spite of knowing you make wrong decisions for the last 28 years. Do you want to know what being insane is? Jerry Jones is the number one reason the Cowboys lose because you know why? I was told when you do the same mistakes over and over again, it's called insanity. He's insane. Why does he keep making the same mistake? Overpaying for people like Jalen Smith. Overpaying for Zeke. Overpaying for Amari. Not that Amari's not good, but he's not a $20 million wideout. He never put proper value on players. The Eagles do that. I'm telling you, Where the Eagles win versus the Cowboys, they win on player evaluation on the pro personnel side. Of course, you're going to pay Lane Johnson as much money as possible. Of course, you're going to keep developing Jordan Millat and keep paying him as he moves up the scale of being one of the best left tackles. Of course, you're going to... Landon Dickerson in this coming offseason is going to make $22 million. Do you understand that? That guy Nelson in Indianapolis is not better than Landon Dickerson. He is not better than him. That guy makes $20 million. The Eagles, they do pay for it, though, through the nose when it comes to certain gambles. The most em- glaring mistake they made was not bringing TJ Edwards back. 300 tackles, 300 tackles. I'm going to say this, and I haven't said it in front of Xander here, but I'm going to. Jeff McClain was right from the inquiry. I was wrong because I went back and watched the inside 22, and Gardner Johnson was at a position like Barrett said. And I think how he looked at that and went like this, this guy had a fluke year. I can't tell you how many times in run fits he was out of position. Edmonds might be an upgrade. Gardner Johnson, in my opinion, is a very gifted athlete. I'm not going to, I want to see him do it again. Okay. I think he got lucky last year because as a run fit guy, he's not good. And I agree with that, Joseph. I think he wanted to go home. Um, Joseph, he played at Iowa or Wisconsin, right? One of them schools up there. I think he did want to go home. Merrill Reese will join us at the bottom of the hour. Jerry Jones doesn't ask anybody's opinion because he thinks he's Jimmy Johnson. But you see, Jimmy Johnson was a football man and not a businessman. You're damn right. One thing before I move on to the defensive side. So they're doing their noon jog. Jimmy looks over at Butch Davis, and Dave wants that and goes, I'm trading Walker. Herschel just came off a 1,500-yard, 750-yard reception year, and he was the only guy on the team. He goes, I'm going to trade him. And everyone's like, he's the best player on our team. He goes, so what? Where are we going with him? And that's how all them draft picks turned into three Super Bowls. He didn't call Jerry Jones and ask his opinion. He didn't even ask him. He didn't ask him if he could do it. He did it. As much as Bayless tries to tell you that Haley, Jerry pulled the trigger on the Haley. That's not true. That's not true. Carmen Policy called Bob Ackles, and Ackles went to Jimmy, and Jimmy goes, "Let's do it." Dave wants that told you on this program. He picked him up at the airport. It's a lie. But see when you have the media in your back pocket like the Cowboys do, you can change history. Kind of what the Eagles like to do in your market sometimes by controlling the narrative of the media, but that's for a different day. Um yeah. Real quick before I get Marilyn here. Um Scott goes, Jimmy and Jerry played together at Arkansas under Frank Broyles and won a national championship. They did. And the coach of the freshman team was Barry Switzer. And the assistant coach on that team was Larry Lacewell. And I've told you a back story that no one knows. I've told you this before. When Jimmy got fired, first call he called was Barry He didn't call Barry because Barry was a good coach, which he was. But he called Barry because he could trust him. And the first thing Barry says to Jerry, knowing full well he's going to be offered the cowboy job, how could you two guys F this thing up? Where's Jimmy? Well, Barry, Jimmy's being fired. We're here to talk about you. And Barry's like this, why would you F this thing up? You guys need to fix this. Barry Switzer didn't want to take the job. Larry Lacewell told me this. Facts. Barry didn't want the job. He didn't want to be the head coach of the Cowboys. That's a true story. Okay? That's a true story. He didn't want the job. Larry Lacewell was with um, Barry at Oklahoma for all them years. And he was the best friend with Switzer and Jimmy. Best friends. Didn't want the job. How could you two guys' ego, Jerry's ego stops him from winning Super Bowls? I think this is his last chance. Ain't getting any younger. Defensive expectations. I'm going to start with Jalen Carter. And please, Eagle fans, do me one favor. Stop this. I go on the internet, and maybe I shouldn't, but I go on the internet and I see people saying the last Rookie, and he wasn't really a rookie because he played in the USFL, but the last rookie to play in his first year at Philly to get double-digit sacks was Reggie White. Don't ever compare anybody to Reggie White or Lawrence Taylor. That's an impossible comparison. Don't ever do that. It's like comparing a quarterback to Brady. Don't do that. You can't. There's no. You can't compare anything on the planet that's ever played the defensive line position to Reggie White. It's an impossible comparison. Aaron Donald is not Reggie White. Aaron Donald is not even close to Reggie White. Aaron Donald doesn't play the run. Aaron Donald is a really good pass rusher. Reggie White was a game wrecker. Even in losses, he killed teams. It's You can't... I hate today's media when they do this. Aaron Donald's got to be the best defensive line. I'm like, you're out of your mind. Like... Michael Parsons, Lawrence Taylor, how many people in here are Eagle fans that watched LT destroy Jaws or Theisman or Sims or Montana or Elway or Marino? How many times did you see him almost decapitating people? Do you remember standout plays like that so far? Do you want to hear something crazy about A guy like LT? Lawrence Taylor's first year. He was the defensive rookie of the year. He was the NFL player of the year in a rookie year. He was Magic Johnson. Lawrence Taylor won the defensive player of the year award in his rookie year. Which means no one had ever seen anything like it. Shit, Chris. Chris. Parsons isn't even Pat Swilling. Not, cl- but when I hear people going, hey, this kid, Jalen Carter, could be the next Reggie, I, I, don't go there. It, it, that's an impossible. That's an impossible comparison. Could he be the next Jerome? Yes. I think that's a fair comparison. I'll make this point to you. If Jerome Brown hadn't been killed in that car accident, in that Corvette, Jerome would be in Canton. He's better than Sap. Jerome Brown's better than Sap. Okay? He's a a better ball player than Sap. You had Reggie White and Jerome Brown and Clyde Simmons on the same (laughs) D-line. Man, in an era where you could hit quarterbacks, I don't know how them guys got out of there. No wonder you had games called the body bag games. Man. So Jalen Carter, can I see him getting eight sacks? I'll say this to you. How conditioned is Jalen Carter? Let's find out in week one, Sunday. If he can play 60 plays, he's going to get eight sacks his conditioning, his game conditioning will dictate and predicate how much impact he has. Jordan Davis was not in very good shape. Actually, if you want to go around the league last year with all them Georgia guys, that kid Wyatt, is he up in Green Bay? He wasn't in good shape. That kid Walker took him a little bit to get in shape down in Jacksonville. But because they rotate so much, I don't think they really play a lot of plays down there at that place, Georgia because they're usually up on them and killing teams. When you're in the NFL, you got to play 65 plays. And you got to be in game condition. And and, hey, personally, the kid, Mozzie Smith, he's severely out of shape. They rotate a lot at Michigan. I think that's a college football thing. Because his transfer portal has made it so that you got to constantly play all these kids or they're going to jump in the portal. They're going to go somewhere else and start. You're not making it to the NFL if you don't start in college football. You're 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 not. I mean, you can't start at your own program. You're you're not you're not gonna start in the NFC East. That's not gonna happen. Okay. I think he'd get eight sacks. I got Brandon Graham at seven. Brandon Graham, that'd be a great back-to-back year with him. 18 sacks in two years. I couldn't invite him back. Josh, Josh Sweat, I say gets 12 sacks. I love this kid. He is getting better and better and better and better since that devastating injury he had in high school. You know, I went back and asked all them kids that were there with him at Florida State and he was remarkable. But the NFL scouts were so afraid of that devastating injury he had that he had in high school. That's why he's a fourth-rounder. He's a first-round talent that went in the fourth round. That's a fabulous, fabulous gamble that paid off. He is – he's Brian Burns 2.0. Not quite Brian, but he is good. He is a good football player. Man. And the most improving. I think Fletcher's going to be Fletcher six sacks. Um, here. I'm wrong on Reddick, and I'll tell you why it changed. Davin Joseph and Adam Katsu changed his fortunes last year. When they stopped the run, and he didn't have to go and cover it, and they stopped that bullshit with him covering tight ends and backs out of the backfield, and they just ran him off the perimeter and had him sacking quarterbacks, what did it result in? First and third down sacks, first and fourth fumbles, 16 sacks. Tell you what, man, spectacular year. Spectacular. Do I think he does that again? What would make me think he wouldn't? You see, that narrative with him has been this, that has changed with me. Here's what's changed because of the player. It's not my opinion changing. The player changed it. Three teams in three years. It's got to be the player. No, it's the organizations. Carolina and Arizona. Okay, you're right. He was right. They didn't know how to use him. He did not they don't know use him. I say he throws up 13. Listen. 13 sacks? 16 sacks. Who cares? The number 1 play of the Philadelphia Eagles season was one. Him destroying Brock Purdy in the NFC title game. It was the biggest play the Eagles had all year. Changed the conference title game in the biggest game. That's the biggest defensive play they had all last year. Okay. He didn't make it. I don't care about 16 sacks. I care about that one sack and how they couldn't block him. That was a game-changing football play. And yet, matter of fact, that's probably a career-changing play. I'll say this to you. If he throws up 13, 14 sacks this year, does it again, it's going to be pretty interesting to see what the Eagles do at the end of the year. Are you going to pay him $20 million market value? How are you going to use Nolan Smith in this whole process? Are you going to take some reps away from Redick? Why would you do that? To get Smith reps? Is he the heir apparent? Probably. Okay. Remind me your Super Bowl matchup prediction. Um, you, you can remind me of it. Cowboys and Bills, Bills win the Super Bowl. Um, N'Kobe Dean. i going to throw 120 tackles out? And you want to hear something crazy? That's a downgrade. Last year, on the number two defense, Edwards had 160. And we'll just go by the first year starting. He had 130. Personally, and this is an opinion, that guy ain't playing 17 games. Josh Josh Norman's bigger. He, Xander looks bigger than Nicobe Dean. I mean, we'll see. We'll see. Picks. Hey, personally, Darius Slay. I said it to you the other day. Darius Slay is not a better ball player right now than Stephon Gilmore. He's not. And I think it's going to be an interesting year with all that, watching that. Kobe Dean. What, 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 hey, Ro, we'll see. I'll, t- I'll tell you this, though. One thing is for sure. You know, I said this, and before we bring Meryl Reese on, please, people, don't compare Jalen Carter to Reggie. It's an impossible comparison. It's like comparing Lawrence Taylor and Tom Brady and... My God almighty. Remember, Reggie wasn't really a rookie either. When he got to Philly, he had played at the USFL. So when he got there, I know, I think it was 12 games that he got there, but he was already a pro. So compare, look, I think Carter can be a Jerome Brown. But the man who has seen so much great football and seen guys like Reggie and Jerome play and another... Reality TV show this year, known as the 2023 Philadelphia Eagles. Let's bring in the guy who calls those great games and has seen all the great stories. Our friend Meryl Reese. Meryl, hi Dan. Here we are, man. Again, here we are. Do you get excited the same way you always do?
5: Always, I'll get excited. I'll get excited about ten minutes before kickoff on Sunday. Right now, there's too much to do. You know that. Yeah, absolutely. Nuts, once um, of the week and putting together your notes and memorizing your numbers and you know, all that stuff. And then about, I'll wake up nervous on Sunday, as I always do before a game and it will build, but that's when it all happens during the week. It's all nuts and bolts.
2: Merrill on the preparation for your game. Has it become more difficult because rosters change so much today compared to when you first got in because of all the player movement?
5: No. Um, But, What becomes more difficult is...
2: What's so special about
0: Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.
5: The fact that during the summer now, they have one cut at the end. At least I could take a deep breath. Well, they got down to 70. Well, they got down to 60. Now it's 90 until the very end, so you've got to you've got to memorize names of guys who were only known to their mothers. <laughs> you, you know, sometimes you're 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 looking at ninth, tenth, eleventh, and twelfth wide receivers. Absolutely, so that's that's the most difficult part of it. But it, in terms of the player movement, you keep track of that. You know who went where. Every now and then, you say, "Oh, did he?" But for the most part, certainly with the big stars, you know where they're going.
2: Meryl, is it Super Bowl or bust this year?
5: Is it Super Bowl or bust?
2: Now, I've made that question vague because, and I I put it out there vague like that because maybe I want you to define what success is going to be this year because there's so many expectations from the fans and maybe even from the organization and from what the players just went through this past February. I want maybe you to fill that line.
5: You know, I, I hate to sound like a coach, but I, my thoughts are nowhere near the Super Bowl. The only thing I'm thinking about is Sunday in New England. There are so many things. You know, what are the chances of the Eagles making it to the Super Bowl again and winning the Super Bowl this time? Limited. Yeah, not great. Nobody's a great. Even Kansas City. Nobody has. There are so many things, Dan, that can happen along the road. So many things. Injuries. A bad bounce here and there. I mean, there are so many things that happen that you can't say, well, this team is going to the Super Bowl. Well, once in a while you had a team like New England in the Brady days and they had a they had a great shot every year. You knew that. And that's not this team. Not yet. But this is a very, very good team. I think they're the best team going into the season. I think I believe they're the best team in the NFC. And I think they're one of the two or three best teams in the NFL. I do believe that, but a lot has to happen for them or anybody else to go to the Super Bowl and to win it.
2: Absolutely. But but,
5: but I feel that the season is a total disaster if they don't go or don't win the Super Bowl this year. No, that's the goal. But if they have a great season and somehow or other something happens at the end, don't throw that out the window. This was a good football team, and it's going to be a good football team. It's going to be one of the teams to beat for the foreseeable future.
2: So do, do you look and how you look at a guy's career and where they are in it, do you look at that Super Bowl window, Maryland, go like this? It may not be this year. It could be next year. It could be the year after that. It might be this year. I it mean, might. it is, might. So do you look at it as the your present the next three years, because I would think that that's probably as far as you go. Like I do is three years in that window frame. Let's see where we are. Just like it was back in 17 on what, and how they were looking at it.
5: Well, I, I don't look at it that way. I don't put a number of years on it because one of the things that, that Howie Roseman has done so well is he's kept this team young and he keeps adding players who will sustain that capability. And when you're best, quarterback when one of the great quarterbacks in the game is only 25 years old and finds himself on the cover of almost every magazine I could pick up. He's, he keeps it sustainable. Jalen hurts could be the quarterback for the next 12 years. Who knows, but he's, he's really special. So that gives it a bigger window, but there are teams that that get built by coaches taking a chance and bringing in veterans and trading draft picks and saying, I've got to win it this year. They give themselves a smaller window. I don't think that's happened with this team. I don't think there's a small window, and that window stays open for quite a while.
2: Meryl, do you agree one of the storylines this year is going to be how they use Jalen in the run game? I, I'm going to be interested in... Because to me, he can make more impactful runs running less if they get more production out of the backfield with the other fellows back there as well. Mm-hmm. Screen game comes along as well. So to me, it's not so much I'm saying, well, does he run more or the less? I want to know how they're going to utilize him because last year, Merrill, he was relied on a lot. I, I didn't really fear Miles Sanders in the run game. I feared Jalen Hurts on third and long, okay? Because when he got out there in the perimeter, There wasn't really that defender out there and he took complete advantage of it. Do you think that's one of the storylines going into this?
5: I think it is. I think it is, but I don't think that I'm able to answer that question uh, because we have a new, the, the Eagles, the Eagles have a new offensive coordinator, Brian Johnson, who knows Jalen hurts better than anybody. I mean, he played for Jalen's father. He's known Jalen since Jalen was a, a little boy, six years old. So, he knows him better than anybody, and I'm sure he doesn't want it to be Jalen runs right, Jalen runs left. I don't think he wants him to carry the football 17 times a game. So I think they'll do it judiciously, and I think that Jalen will play smart. And I think that every year he gets more and more wisdom into the about this game. He becomes he sees things each year. You know, as a broadcaster, Dan, I see things now better than I ever saw them because within my line of vision, I could see a guard pulling. I could see, you know, defenses switching. I I can see stunts taking place. Stuff that years ago I was, you know, focus on the ball, focus on the receiver. You know, now you, you see more. You look at a quarterback, that vision grows. Look at the high school quarterback. The high school quarterback sees what? about one-third the field, and then that field widens. And by the time he's in college, he's seeing maybe two-thirds of the field. And then when he gets into the NFL, he has to see the entire 53 and a third yards uh, from side to side. And you get more knowledgeable. And as you get more knowledgeable, you can play a smarter game with less risk.
2: You know, it's so on point because bill walsh told me when they were developing montana if you ever notice joe early was always roll right they wanted him to manage half the field they only wanted him have to see half the field well as montana started to see more and his eyes became more without blinders that's when he became more of a prolific drop back quarterback and merrill that's when as you say more reps more time it's not really about numbers it's about being more decisive on your decision-making. And that's kind of what you're seeing with Jalen these last two years.
5: Sure. And, and even to a greater extent, because he is such a dedicated guy. I mean, he's all football all the time. I mean, he studies. He studies in the off season. He is the first one in the in the facility in the morning, the last one to leave. He's all football. He, he drives himself, Dan. He really does. And when you have that kind of talent, and he lacks nothing when you have that kind of physical ability and then you put it together with that kind of intensity, that kind of desire to be great. You've got something very, very special.
2: Are you concerned? They haven't named the punter yet. No field position. And you got a defense that's got question marks on it. No, nothing there I, for I, you.
5: I will be shocked if the punter is not Aaron Simmons.
2: Yeah, me too. Yeah, I I think that's probably where they're going to roll. Who do you think has more pressure on them going into this game on Sunday, Brian Johnson or Sean Desai?
5: Both, both. I I mean, they're they're two different sides of the ball, and and Brian and Sean Desai has the pressure of of stopping the paint. Yeah, just both sides. It's football's a combination. I mean, if the if the offense. If the offense scores thirty-five points, there's less pressure on Sean side. If if it's a tight game and the offense musters up seventeen points if the, the, the defense holds them to you know to to a difficult three you know, a lot of three and halves, then the pressure goes over to Brian Johnson on the fourth quarter. that he's gotta he's gotta overcome what the Patriots are doing. It's as the game goes along, but I think I think both men are bright. I think they're both professionals. And I think, I think there's just pressure on everybody. There's pressure on the head coach. There's pressure on the coordinators. There's pressure on the, on the position coaches as, the, as you go along. I, I will tell you that probably the person with the greatest pressure in these early games might be Michael Clay, who is the special teams coach. And the reason I say that is because in these three preseason games, you never see the 11 that's going to be out there on the punt return team. You never see the 11 who's going to be out there on the kickoff team. You never see them on the field at one time because who comprises the special teams during the summer? The fourth and fifth string guys, see number 88, 89, 90 on the roster who are going to get out there and get a chance to show what they have uh, in, in a special team. That's why there's so much sloppiness and there are so many mistakes in these early games. Many of these September games are played the way the preseason games once upon a time used to be played. I mean, somebody talked about the Giants and the Eagles. Do you know, when I was young, when I was growing up, the last game, they played six preseason games. The last game of the preseason used to be uh, put together by the, the Princeton JCs. Huh. And it was played at Palmer Stadium in Princeton. And it was this is the last game of the preseason a week before the season began. It was the Eagles against the Giants, who they would meet anyhow, both being in the same conference or the East or the West. And the, the Eagles and the Giants were both in the East and they would play their regulars. That was a battle. Four quarters, regulars. That It was totally different. Now, the, the regulars, Jalen Hurts has not played one snap during the preseason, not one snap and nor have and many of the regulars. I mean, we haven't seen, certainly, we haven't seen Devontae Smith. We haven't seen uh, A.J. Brown. I, I think we might have seen a little bit of Cam Jurgens because he's the young offensive lineman who had to come in and work a little bit because he's a guard this year. But for the most part, you didn't see these guys. You didn't see Slay and Bradbury. You didn't see them out there. You saw a little bit, I think, of Um, A little bit of Reed Blankenship, who will be a starting safety uh, because he's he's going to be playing as a starter full time this year. But this is this is going to be this is going to be. Let's see what we have on Sunday. This is it's different. But when you when you're the special teams coach, you know what the big challenge is, Dan, to make sure you have 11 guys out there every time they have to go out for a punt or a kickoff. Make sure that the number is 11.
2: Absolutely. Communication on the sideline. Two last questions for you here. I made a proclamation earlier in the show that I said this about A.J. Brown versus Terrell Owens. I said Owens may be a little bit more skilled. I don't think a lot. But A.J.'s a better fit in the entire organization, which will mean he'll turn out to be an even bigger acquisition to what Terrell Owens was because it was short-lived and that he will be the best that they have ever had at that position in an acquisition. Do you agree with that?
5: Um, Let me tell you something. There are two of them there. AJ is phenomenal. Devontae Smith is also phenomenal. Both have been named team captains. You can't name one without the other. I wouldn't tell you that one is better than the other. They're different. AJ is bigger and more physical. Devontae does things with his body near the sideline that I haven't seen. How he can dot the eyes. How he can get those toes in. They are both magnificent receivers that's the best pair the eagles have ever had best pair and people say well you work with mike quick who played with harold carmichael hall of fame but mike quick when he played with harold carmichael was in his first year he only caught 10 balls and harold by then was at the very end of his career wasn't
2: he more of a flanker to merrill like and what not so much out wide wasn't he no mike was wide no i'm not i'm not a harold i'm talking wasn't harold more near the line of scrimmage and then Only they...
5: when he first came in he was kind of an end yeah but, but no but he he split wide oh, oh no he he split wide a lot nobody ran the feed pattern better than harold carmichael but but these this was the best trio if you look at aj Devontae, and then add dallas goddard it's it's a great trio of receivers it's there's You're kind there's of buried my broke. lead on
2: this a little it then, because i was going to ask you this here all right i want you to name me wr1 between Devonte smith and aj brown who's the number one wide receiver on the eagles
5: they are <laughs> there's no number one no. <laughs> no number one i think Devonte had more catches last year set the record he did aj had more yards take your pick
2: who who have listen. you been more impressed with since they become Eagles, AJ Brown or Devontae? Both. Ah!
5: <laughs> I don't.
2: Comment. You're running for mayor of Philly now. <laughs> no,
5: I'm not. no, I'm not. I'm telling you, I go crazy because because AJ Brown just wrestled the ball away from three people, and then ten seconds later, I'm looking at Devontae making a catch that doesn't seem physically possible. They're they're really you you can't say one is better than the other. They're both. Terrific, both terrific. I, I mean, I could say. I, I, you want me to say? Well, I would give the edge. There is no edge, and and you know what? They are each other's biggest fan. There's no. I mean, they're friends. There's, there's nothing. There's no jealousy. They're great teammates. That's why. That's why uh, Nick just named them both. They have nine captains, and and these are the two new captains, AJ and Devontae. They are. They are neck and neck, nose to nose. They're, they're both terrific. There's no one. Final question for
2: you now. I want you to take this with a grain of salt. Maybe you'll understand a little bit more who I am. I've become with, friends with Angelo Cataldi now. He's been on the program a couple times now, and he's going to come on twice a month, okay? Good. I asked him about Nick Sirianni, and he called him a cheerleader. Um, he's not a big fan. Why is Angelo wrong? that Nick is maybe the perfect coach
5: for this team. But wait, you're saying Angelos he doesn't, he, he,
2: he, he, he doesn't think very highly of Nick Sirianni. I'm surprised to hear that.
5: I'm surprised yep. to hear that. Um, I do. He says he doesn't know the pulse of the city. Oh, I think he does. I i think he gets it. I think he gets it. He, you know, I, I think he would go on with Angelo last year in Angelo's final season and he would, he would get on Angelo a little bit when Angelo was tough on Jonathan Gannon. And I like Angelo, by the way, I consider Angelo. He, he I, speaks I, highly I of you. Like the squibs that is on the cover of his book. So I, I think the world of Angelo He's the, the best morning talk show host ever sport, you know, in this uh, that I've ever heard. But anyhow, I, I will tell you this, uh, Nick gets it. Nick, Nick feels the pulse of this city. Uh, he, he, he is passionate he's emotional oh he's the, the players the players really respond to him and you know somebody on the staff uh, who i won't name but but somebody deep in the organization said to me one day over lunch he said you know what nick does best he is the best i have ever seen at coaching his coaches he coaches his coaches he delegates he doesn't step all over them. He lets his coaches coach, and he has the emotional ability to bring his team to the point they have to be at for each and every game, and he does it differently. It's not the same old. It's not the win one for the gipper. Uh, one week he may be this high. Next week, he may show them a movie. But, but he's very creative. He's very creative, and he's a terrific young coach.
2: I wish you could do one thing for me on opening day against the New England Patriots, and I wish they could add one more captain to the thing and make it a good ten. Here, I wish they could put and have Nick Foles be the ceremonial captain, go out to the coin toss on Brady night, and just <laughs> <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs> and just have Nick flip the coin, <laughs> heads or, or, or tails, Tom. <laughs> Maybe they would just have him walk over to Brady and shake hands and say Finally This, this is finally. This this was due on February fourth, twenty eighteen. Where were you then?
2: <laughs> I <laughs> you just know, came from my handshake. I, I,
5: I, I don't think I don't think Nick will be there, but but Brady will and he deserves he deserves all the accolades and all the credit that he that he receives because he, he truly is the goat. Hey, hey Meryl, this is a long overdue
2: handshake. How are you doing, Tom? Congratulations.
5: Yeah. <laughs> I don't hey, think that will happen.
2: Have a great call on Sunday. We'll all be listening. Thank you so much, Meryl. See you, Dan. Have a good day. You got it. A great Meryl Reese, man. It'll be a great call up there, as always. Him and Mike Quick. Uh, they do such a great job up there, too. So we look forward to that. Hey, guys, don't forget, 40th anniversary of Hooters, the official home of the National Football Show and Big Sells. Oh, by the way, that's my TV look now. I got to get ready for TV. Xander fixed my uh, he fixed my monitor here, so I'm going to be looking very TV-ish on Sunday. But again, too, so will the Eagles and all Eagle fans, the official home of Eagle fans. You got it, Hooters. One of the seven locations in the area, in the Northeast area, all you have to do is go to northeasthooters.com to find one of those locations. And this football season, we're going to be at the King of Prussia one. I cannot wait. To see all of you out there so that we can like jaw it up a little bit on An NFL and Eagle football. Such a great time. By the way, if you want to just get the food, you can order online at HootersToGo.com. Tuesdays, buy 10 wings, get 10 boneless free. Wing Wednesdays, one of the great 40 year traditions. 1983, that's the year the place was founded. Kids eat for free on Saturdays, all the great specials, happy hours. Man, try the sandwiches and the hamburgers. They're just absolutely sensational. Make sure you go to northeasttutors.com, and when you roll into any one of the seven in the Northeast area, you make sure you tell them Big Sill sent you.
0: Nations run wild and time stands still. Because here you can find the best of the Jersey Shore, all on one 5-mile island. So leave the old you behind and get lost in the woods.
2: or bust do you have to win it for it to be successful I'll ask you that question if you don't get to the Super Bowl and win it by the way let me ask you this was last year a bust was last year a letdown Maniac has bust. Last year was a letdown. I was the only person that said you were going to the Super Bowl. Xander was there when I said it in March. You're going to the Super Bowl. He was there. Nobody in Philly was saying it but me. I was the only one. I, I, Jemison, I said last year, Junior. I said last year. I didn't say this year. Wow. It's Super Bowl or bust. So that famous conversation that we have about your owner, you think your owner's underachieved by winning only one Super Bowl. You don't look at it as a collective group of years. Or did the Donovan McNabb era wear you out? Knocking on the door and then knocking on the bathroom stall door and then vomiting in the toilet. Mr. Vomit Bag himself. Did that wear you out? Hey, this is Donovan McNabb. <laughs> Who are you, Donovan McNabb? I don't know why I have that. It's almost—it's it, almost like a—it's like a reflex reaction. Almost like I got Tourette's or something. Every time I say Donovan McNabb, I don't know. I, its like, <laughs> sorry, man. It just—I I don't mean to have that. It's almost like acid reflux. Okay? McNab. <laughs> Anthony says you gotta understand, Sills. So we don't give a f about your opinion respectfully. I don't care about yours either, so we're it's cool. Thanks for taking time out of your busy day to be here and write that down for me though. Thank you very much. And as Charlie Sheen would say, winning Winning some guy took a time out of his day when he rolled over and looked at his old lady this morning and got out of bed and shaved, ate his breakfast, ate his one egg, drank his orange juice, took a whatever, read the newspaper, and said, hey, I got to tell Silvio his opinion doesn't mean shit. Had to log on. This ain't calling a radio station. Had to log on. Find Jacob Sports, wait for my show to post that. How is that not winning? (laughs) How is that not winning? Anthony, not even you could dispute that. Thank you. By the way, you're very important to the program because I do not want yes people in here. So don't get me wrong, guys like Quan, J.M. Anthony. <laughs> okay, I'm the only one that worked. You're here. Ah, it's like debating. I'm the master debater. Thank you. <laughs> oh man. Super Bowl or bust. So you guys are saying, if you don't win it, it's a bust. Sills Sardamus. God, I love that. We're here for the takes. Kwan, are you kidding me? I can't wait to meet you, dog. Sils, we are, oh my God, Twiz. Twiz, I bow to you. I bow to you, Twiz. Twist, Philadelphia sports fans are, they cannot be rattled. After listening to Josh Harris and all that other bullshit that you have to listen to sometimes, I think you have been conditioned. I do. Barbara goes like this Danny, you're irresistible. You know, Barb, my wife said that. What an asshole. I've been with her 34 years. It's kind of (laughs) crazy. Hey, Barb. Like I told you before, my wife's been with me 34 years. Isn't that crazy? Only my aunt and my wife have been with me longer. That's it. Bow to the boot. Hey, you must be a rugby player. Seals and Eagles godfather. Sorry about the damn luck. (laughs) Um, and, uh, now, oh my God, <laughs> you were one, only one in the homers. Everyone else extended. The new Eagles have the best roster in football. <clears throat> um, you don't have a better roster than the 49ers with your quarterback. You're better than the 49ers. Their D line's more experienced and better. They have a pro bowler at every level. You don't. Okay. Now they got the highest paid D lineman. They took your dude away. Get this. So they got $50 million in paychecks going out on their D line. That's a lot of dough, man. You're paying Javon Hardgrave now $20 million. You're paying the other guy $31. Fred Warner is a $20 million a year guy. Your safety's a pro bowler, best in the league. You got the best left tackle in pro football. You got McCaffrey. You have Debo Samuel. Ayuk is good. And you got one of the best tight ends in the NFL. Too bad you have a headless horseman in San Francisco. Okay? Sills. Before these online shows started, who were your top Philly personalities? I like that. Angelo Cataldi? Tony Bruno? Eskin? Missinelli? Give me one more. Me, <laughs> yeah. um, I don't know who that fifth guy would be. Uh, Tony's good, Tony's good, Tony's good. I like Argano, Anthony. I like him. I like Anthony. Me and him have become friends, too. I like Anthony. About the only thing I like on that station. I'm not punching down, Xander. All right, I got to take a timeout. Hit the like button. Power hour's coming up. By the way, these are the quarterbacks you're playing against this year. It's not that shit list you had a year ago. Okay? We're going to look at that. Reset. More news. Keep it here on the National Football Show.
4: The greatest fans on earth. It's a bold statement, but would you expect anything less from Philadelphia? Fifty-eight years of heartache creates a toughness, a grit, a resolve not found in most. Sure, our prayers were answered, but now that we've had a taste, we're looking for more. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles.
0: All right, did you know it was the mommy slam dunk champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really. Don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. All right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. <sighs> so go to the Fake come on. Mama, go up, oh, Mama!
1: She did it. Again?
2: You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare.
1: Uh
4: huh.
3: E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles.
2: Big Sills. Power Hour. Power Hour number three. We appreciate you coming aboard. Please hit the like button. Happy Football Eve. I got the Lions tomorrow beating the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. I I think they're going to beat them. I'm taking the points, but I'm taking them. And we'll find out what that Lions team's all about. By the way, before we get into two two things here. About the quarterbacks you're playing this year versus that shit group you played a year ago. Um, Seven million people tuned into the Colorado TCU game. Only the LSU... And Florida State game had higher viewers. And when will people stop doing this? Brian Kelly sucks as a coach. When are you going to get that through your head? He's not a good coach. Mike Norvell coached the circles around him at Florida State. It was an ass-whipping. You're a better coach than a guy who brought in Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, Joe Burrow. All those great players on defense. And Ed Ogeron, who was 50 and 21, a national title in the Southeastern Conference, and beat Bama. You think you're a better coach. Hey, I get it. Coach O likes chasing tail. I get it. I do. Hey, not everybody's perfect. <laughs> hey, not, not everybody's perfect, dude. Okay, so he likes chasing tail. He's married now. He's settling down. I actually love Coach Ogeron. He thinks highly of me too, and I think very highly of him. I really dig him as a football coach and a football man. That dude's a man's man, man. He's He's just a great dude. All right. Let me ask you this question before we get into the quarterbacks that your guys are going to have to look at this year. Um, who has a harder job in 2023? I asked Merrill Reese this question. I'll ask you it. Sean Desai or Brian Johnson? Who's got, who's got the tougher job? between those two new coordinators. And this kind of springboards into my next topic. Sean Desai has the tougher job this year than Jonathan Gannon ever did. You know, Jonathan Gannon, Mr. House Hunter, you know, he he didn't really have to coordinate against really tough people. And when he needed something, he went and moaned to Howie and Howie had to go to the soda stand and find players because he couldn't find a scheme in his playbook to fix anything. That's not Dan Quinn sitting in Arizona coming up with those phony ass faces.
3: <laughs>
2: Jonathan Gannon has what a fraud, man. How come when I look at Dion, I look at Deion Sanders and believe him? I look at Jonathan Gannon and laugh. How come I laugh at that guy? age got off the bus. I can't even do it with a straight face. Guy's the biggest asshole I've seen on the internet outside of me. You take the bus, like he said. You take the bus. What's that mean? No, I got in my Ferrari. <laughs> Don't talk to me like a kid. It's a man's game. You got to talk to how – come, how come Jonathan Gannon talks to his Arizona Cardinal players like kids and Dion talks to his players like men? You ain't good enough to be here. You're going to have to find a new way and somewhere else in the portal to go because it ain't working for you here. That's talking to somebody like a man. They you to get off the bus. Yeah, word. What a stupid ass. Hey, Keith, right, who takes the bus? Right on, Keith. Get out the bus. What bus? They get a bus in Arizona? Are you crazy? I've seen who gets on the bus in Arizona. My daughter's out to school there. Like, get on no bus. What a fraud. Seven million eyeballs were on Dion. Unbelievable. Here's who I think has a tougher job. I think Sean Desai could lose the opportunity of becoming a head football coach if he doesn't get this right, but I think he's going to get a little leeway. If Brian Johnson F's up Jalen Hurts in any kind of way, he'll never get one. See, what I like about Brian Johnson, though, is his past. See, you got to understand when you go back into looking at how they hire there in Philly, And I do think they do a great job at hiring assistant coaches. This is what Doug had a problem with. Doug wanted his guys, Howie wanted his guys. And Howie's way and Joe Banner's way and Jeffrey Lurie's way has won. I, I, I keep bringing this point back home to you. Until that progression tree fails, every single coach that they've hired I mean, look at who you've had. McDermott's a head coach. Steichen's a head coach. Gannon's a head coach. Frank Reich's a head coach. There's no coincidence that other organizations hire you off the eagle tree of coaching. That's Banner and Howie. So for Doug to want to, Doug's not wrong too, though. Look at Doug, what he's doing at Jacksonville. He's not wrong too. You, both of you can be right in the process of hiring people, but the eagle way is the hiring. And what I love about the side, I'll tell you what I love about Brian Johnson is this. He developed Dak. He convinced Dan Mullen to take a chance on Dak Prescott. He said, this kid here, man, he wasn't shit in high school just like Brian. He wasn't shit. Dak had to go to Dan Mullins passing camp when he was at Mississippi State. Convinced him. Convinced him to give him a scholarship because this kid's getting better. He's getting better. He's getting better. You know what Kyle Winningham told me about him? He was a quarterback up at Utah at one time. You know what Kyle Winningham told me? He's got the patience of Job. He's not going to overcoach a kid. He's going to go to a kid's strength. And here's the most important thing that you can have as a head coach or a position coach that Brian Johnson possesses. Do you know what that is? Joe Madden told me this years ago. I said, Joe, why do you, and how do you communicate with your players so well, even when they're new faces that come into your organization and in your dugout? You know what he said? Well, for me to be a constructive teacher, I have to know these guys on a personal level. The more I get to know them, the more buttons I know what to push and what not to push, how hard to push, how hard to pull. He goes, Because if you just come in screaming at people, it becomes destructive, not productive. That's coaching. That's coaching. It's not about always X's and O's. It's about people management. And Brian Johnson's got that innate ability. Who do you think developed Kyle Trask at Florida to be a second-round pick with the Bucks? It was Brian Johnson. He was the OC there. And get this. Cal Trask had no scholarship offers at all, but one. The Florida Gators said, I'll work with him. He made him an NFL quarterback. He made Dak an NFL quarterback. Why would I not think that he will be more of an influence on Jalen Hurts and Shane Steichen? I think he will be. He's not going to overcook it. I have no problems with saying that Brian Johnson could be an upgrade. Because quite frankly, Shane, hey, Xander and everybody, no, no disrespect to John McMullen. Shane Steichen's not a very good play caller because RPOs don't need play callers. They need play designers. RPO's not a play calling thing. It's not progression reading. It's quarterback decision making. The quarterback makes the decision whether to run it, throw it hand it off that's not progression reading you actually in an rpo take progression reading out and that's why there's only three guys that caught 70 percent of the passes because it's not progression reading one week this guy's going to be a mismatch next week that guy's a mismatch i think it's actually harder to run that offense because you have to have split second decision making by hertz versus a guy who scans the field and moves over safeties with their head Hurts got a tough job, man. And he was almost flawless last year. That Bear game was dumb. That Bear game was dumb. Why are you running Jalen Hurts? It's because you don't have a closer, really. Or you didn't believe in Miles. I don't know why he's running in a Chicago game that has the 31st worst run defense in it, and you're running Hurts. Remember what I told you the following week? Buffalo saw that. I think Josh Allen threw for 154 yards in that game. And the Bills just ran the ball and blew him out 35-14. And Allen didn't throw for a lot of yards. They ran the ball. They weren't getting Josh Allen killed in that game like the Eagles did. that was a fundamentally flawed coach game last year. That's when I went to you and said this. I remember, Xander had to remember me going, that coaching staff is not as good as you think it is. And it showed its head in the Super Bowl. Showed its head in the Super Bowl. Okay? They, I think he's, he's a, I think he's fine. See, here's the size problem and what Sean Desai has. You see, last year, Jonathan Gannon didn't have to blitz. Why? Your front four got home. he had 70 sacks. Why blitz? You're not going to have that number. And to say you're going to have 60, put it to bed. If you get 55 sacks, you want to hear something? If you get 55 sacks this year, you're probably going to be second or third in the NFL. That's a great number. Danny, in your opinion, does Hurts run too much? Barb, I think Hurts runs too much late in games to close games out once they get a lead. I don't think they could put teams away with other players on the team to run the ball. Even when they had Miles Sanders, they, whatever reason, we saw teams, if the Eagles had three, three and outs in the fourth quarter, how many games did we see teams crawl back into games? It's because they couldn't put teams away. They had to play 60 minutes of football. Fu- Shit, that giant game, they almost played 60 minutes of football last year at the end of the season. Okay? See, the side now has a lot of issues here. Do you blitz more? Do you put your guys on an island? You know what Xander said to me? He goes, It's going to be interesting to see how the corners play. Here, let me take it a step further. I think you got one good corner. I think the other one's on on vapors. Okay? I think the other one's on vapors. And you're playing good quarterbacks this year, which you've struggled against the last two. You've struggled against good quarterbacks the last two years. The side's going to get a lot of heat but he could actually be a better coordinator, but he's playing better people. Watch this. You know what people will say in Philly? If the Eagles go 11 and six and make it to the playoffs and get into a conference championship game, they'll say they had a lesser season. And I'll say in the NFL, your record doesn't matter. It's how far you go in the playoffs. Who gives a shit? If you're 10 wins, 14 wins, if you're going home, who cares? Angry. I don't think Gannon struggled. I don't think Gannon was always focused. And I think because these guys got so ahead of themselves, they believed in that they could just plug and play. How many times has Seth Joyner say that Jonathan Gannon's defense is plug and play? It's not creative. That's not Jim Johnson. It's a plug and play. Well, better have the right spark plugs or the engine's not going to start. It's not. I have some New England Patriot predictions as you get ready for this team on Sunday. Then we're going to get into these quarterbacks that defense is going to have to face, or excuse me, the quarterbacks that they're going to have to face this year. I've got some, here's my look at the Patriots and some predictions that I have. Now again, these, this is opinion. Okay, this is an opinion. I do think the Patriots are going to struggle on protecting the passer this year. So you're going to see in that game on Sunday a lot of quick passes, five-step, three-step. And um, David Andrews has been missed mightily in this preseason so far. He's missed a lot of time. Um, Cole Strange – um, all them guys, uh, they've been banged up. I think they're going to have a tough time protecting their quarterback if they have to get into a shootout, and that's why they can't. They can't They can't get into a shootout. They're not going to be able to protect that guy. I do not believe. And with a football team that knows how to pass rush, okay, I think you're going to – could I see Jalen Carter with two sacks in this game? I can because from what I'm hearing up there, I talked to a guy um, up there and we had a conversation and a guy works on the sports hub up there and he was a backup quarterback in New England. I think he's got a couple Super Bowl rings. And we were talking about it. It's got to be a bunch of quick step. You know, they were asking me, I go, these guys can pass rush, man. These kid's sweat on the outside and Redick, they can get home. They're gonna get home. And you start putting you start putting running backs on Reddick and some of these guys. I mean, they're gonna eat your lunch. So to me, they're gonna to have to quick step the Eagles. Quick passing, which means timing routes. Which means to me, here's the fundamental flaw that you have in your corners. See, how do you stop quick passes? You have to have jams on the line of scrimmage. They don't play man coverage. Is the side gonna play more man coverage? In this game on Sunday, they don't have man coverage corners. These guys are zone cover corners. This is why he was fired in Detroit. And I'm talking Slay, and he was moved because he plays center field. Same with Bradbury to that extent. They're not press cover corners. So are you going to jam him on the line? How are you going to get him off the rhythm? This is going to be rhythm passing one, two, three, throw, one, two, three, throw, one, two, three. They're going to be throwing the points. So are you going to take the gamble of putting those guys up on the line of scrimmage? I saw in the Super Bowl He sucked at it against marginal talent. Juju Smith Schuster had seven catches for 53 yards. I wouldn't look at him and go, that guy's a really great player. Okay. How is he going to do that? So to me, the Patriots, Okay. Hey, Keon goes Mac Jones. Well, he did make a Pro Bowl. It's been at least two years. He's got a Pro Bowl. He's got, you know, I mean, he's not horrible. I mean, you played horrible quarterbacks last year. He's not horrible. I'll tell you what, San Francisco would love to have him and have that decision over. How many people out there would do this? You think San Francisco would like to have that decision over again, having Mac Jones out there versus Trey Lance? You think they'd like to do that over again? Yes or no? Um, they got a wide receiver on that football team. I like Kendrick, man. This kid, Kendrick Burn, um, I think he, could, I could, I think he could be a Pro Bowl player. He's had a great camp, 55 catches, 80 yards, five touchdowns last year, fast as hell. It's going to be interesting to see how they how they defend him. He's a pretty good-looking football player. I think he's going to make a Pro Bowl. I I, I think this guy is got Pro Bowl talent. He's, he's, he's a good football player. And again, he was hurt last year but if you extrapolate it out, he would have had like over a hundred catches. Okay. This kid Keon White, am I right when I say he's the kid from Georgia tech? Is that the kid they drafted from Georgia tech? That kid um, Keon White. Okay. Is that, is it Keon White that was drafted at tech? Okay. He's had a spectacular camp, and he's 6'5", 290. Kid gets around the corner. You know, the Patriots had two players finish in the top 12 in quarterback sacks last year, and this kid's impressive. It's going to be interesting because they got three pass rushers. They, They can get home. They can get home. Okay. He's a good football player. Again, he's got to go out and do it. Yeah, like like you said, Eagle fan. With those three guys there, they they could wreak some havoc there. And they ended up drafting the kid, Christian Gonzalez, too, from Oregon. Came over from Colorado at, in a transfer portal a couple of years ago. Uh, he's a good football player. Here's where I think the game will have some significance because your special teams suck. Chad Ryland and Bryce Bringer, um, they their special teams, their place kicker, and I don't even know who your punter is. I'm guessing it's Sippos. These guys were kind of banged up last year. You get 17 games out of them, they're going to win pretty much every special teams matchup that they go into a game with. And New England has the better special teams with these players. Josh Norman's a good football player. Or, excuse me, he's a good kicker. Kickers aren't football players, but they're important to the game. All right? But New England has great special teams because Belichick coaches it himself. He's pretty much the overseer of his special teams. Always has been, even when he was in New York. Okay? Quan goes, you don't know that. Really? Really? Have the Patriots had one of the top five special teams units every year he's been in New England? Or top 10? Yes. You think you win win Super Bowls having shitty special teams? Why don't you ask your team last year? I mean, one of the points of the game, you got beat on a shitty punt and poor coaching in the Super Bowl. You had a better team. And you laid an egg in it. Facts. Do you know they start their practice out in New England with special teams first, then they break down to offense and defense? I would imagine in Philly, they probably put the thing together, what, on Friday? Okay. I'm sure that's a remedy. All right. Let's go here. Okay. what aboutism are you suggesting you have better special teams than New England I love how people like make something up are you suggesting that you have better special teams than New England Patriots are, are you suggesting that who's your punter Oh, the guy you have on your practice squad <laughs> yeah oh, man that's a way of, hey that's a way of doing it i guess here we go with what you told me here we go what <laughs> hey five five seven three goes and we lost by three might as well been a hundred and three way to look at it with the glass half fold well we only lost by three Right now, I'm the punter. That's funny. Okay? (laughs) That's funny. Are you suggesting the Eagles are going to lose because of their special teams to the Pats? No. I'm suggesting to you that the game will be closer than what you're saying because of the special teams, just like the Super Bowl was. I'll make this point to you. If Patrick Mahomes was the quarterback of the New England Patriots with that defense, he would beat you with that roster. He has. He would beat you with that roster. You had a better roster against Kansas City. (laughs) I mean, and New England's got a better defense than Kansas City. Let's keep things in perspective, folks. It's the signal call that's got to win that game in New England, and I don't think he can either. It's not getting crazy here. Okay. Not without Kelsey. Okay. Watch this. Watch him beat the Lions tomorrow night without Kelsey. That's like, see, when he goes not without Kelsey, it's funny how you beat the Patriots without Jason Peters starting left offensive tackle against a backup quarterback and you put a backup tackle in and you won left tackle is as important as any position in the football field not debating with people who sit in the stands and suck on ice For 60 minutes. It's all good, dude. Don't worry, guys. Eat corn dogs. Right? And eat Italian ice in the stands. You're crazy if you could win without Jason Kelsey. (laughs) Jason Peters didn't play in the Super Bowl. Thank you. I know. You had a backup in. Thank you. All right, here's the quarterbacks. So let's do this. And let's be fair. Let's be fair. Last two years, who are the quarterbacks that you've beaten that have had and are, in your opinion, elite? Aaron Rodgers? Yep. Lost to Mahomes. Mahomes. Twice. Let's see, last year, Elite Aaron Rodgers, Trevor Lawrence. I'll go, Trevor Lawrence. You've lost the deck Cousins is elite now. Kirk Cousins is elite? I don't think Kirk Cousins is elite. Oh, you've lost to Daniel Jones and won. Oh, was that? Wait a minute. Was that Daniel Jones that beat Hurts the first year they started? Because Jones has it. Jones is one of two versus Hurts, right? I don't think Daniel Jones is elite though. Who have you beaten? Trevor Lawrence, Aaron Rodgers, and who? You haven't beaten Dak. In the last 2 years, you haven't beaten him. What do you mean? Yeah, Dak. Yeah, okay. You haven't beaten Dak. That's 3 and 0 against you. And I'm not saying against Jalen. He's 3 and 0 two of the year previous and one last year he's three and0 see shit cart is Carr elite probably not is Garoppolo elite no Brady was Herbert beat him uh let's see. So, Mahomes, Dak, Brady, Herbert. I'm trying to think in first year. I mean, Garoppolo's not elite. Um, Brady took you apart. Let's see. Yeah, so you've beaten Rodgers and Trevor Lawrence in two years. Those are the two best quarterbacks you've played against and had of a win against in 34 games. Is that right? With elite quarterbacks. Hey, you can't count all 34 because not all 34 have elite. So in the last 34 games, you've only played two elite guys that you have a winning record against. Kenny Pickett's not elite. Keon goes, we don't make the schedule. That's not my point I'm going to, kid. So hang in there. Okay? You're the guy in the front before the teacher even gets to get the assignment out. Relax, kid. Okay, I'm going to get to the elite quarterbacks. Because Aaron Rodgers and Trevor Lawrence, in 14 games, or 34 games, those are the only two that you have played against and beaten. And my point is this. Mahomes is 2-0, Dak's 3-0, Brady crushed you, Herbert crushed you, didn't crush you. was a comeback win. Um, But the difference here is that all these quarterbacks had 80% completion percentage. Even Dak last year had 80%. He was 78% completion percentage, five touchdowns, 375, against the number two defense in the NFL. My point where I'm going is, do you think this group is better than last year's group? Because let's look at the quarterbacks you're playing. So you got Mac Jones in a top 10 defense and Belichick as the coach. How do I look at that matchup? Well, Patriots have better defense than the Eagles. Um, You have the better offense. They have the better coaching. They have the better special teams. Should be an interesting ball game. Kirk Cousins, that game's at one o'clock, it's close. If it's at 425, it's a problem for Minnesota. I think their defense will probably be in the top 20, maybe 15, maybe 15, right? Bucks, pretty decent defense. Not much on offense. A lot of talent there, though. Worth at left tackle, uh, Godwin and Evans, pretty good. Second caller stinks though. Commanders will be interesting. Dotson and Terry McLaurin, top ten defense. Pretty good coaching staff. Eric, Eric, do you think you have a better coaching staff than um, the Washington Commanders? Do you guys think you have a better coaching staff than the Washington Commanders? I'm not talking about history. I'm talking about who you're playing right now. Going into this year, do you think you have a better coaching staff? They have Eric bien Philly goes, yeah. What has Nick Sirianni done that Ron Rivera hasn't? He actually has won a division title too. He's got just as many division titles as um, Nick Sirianni does, and he's also got a conference championship ring as a head coach. What's Nick done more than Ron? And he was coaching in the shittiest organization in pro football with Daniel Snyder. What's what's Nick done? Nick doesn't have a better resume than Ron. You're high. and they got Biennemi, and they got Del Rio. But, of course, people in Philly think you have a better coaching staff. Interesting. i will be interesting to see what this kid Sam Howell does. I think they got a top-10 defense. Those two Bama kids up front, linebacking corps better. They're getting better in the back end. Mahomes. Here's the problem that I have with the Chiefs, though. I don't think the Chiefs are going back to the Super Bowl. I don't think they have a – let. hey, let me say this to you about Andy Reid. And I don't know if you guys agree with me, but since Andy Reid has been given control and they got rid of John Dorsey, why do I look at the roster having diminished over the last five years? Since Dorsey's left the building, doesn't it? it's just not the same they're losing talent every year honey badgers out of there um they don't have an elite running back wide receivers are gone they're losing old lineman orlando brown now chris jones is holding out i don't know it just it looks like they're not replenishing now look they started two rookie corners Okay. And I know the kid that, you know, everyone hated that I wanted to play in uh, Philadelphia, the kid from Washington, you guys hated it. He started in the Super Bowl. I, I think Mahomes is going to have a rough year this year because, I, I mean, my, hey, maybe, that, maybe I'm crazy and we'll see tomorrow night. Okay. I th- I'm with you, Quan. I think Pacheco's a dude. I think he's a dude. Again, okay. Can he gain well? Pacheco? Sure. I think they're the same guy. Think they're the same guy. Josh Allen. Elite. Top. Ten defense. Maybe a little outside. Allen plays 17 games. and carries the franchise on his back. And carries that team every year. I love how, I, I, I think it's easily one of the funniest conversations. When you talk to Philly people and they try comparing Jalen Hurts to Josh Allen when Josh Allen has 10 times the less talent around him. And he still has the same type of season in a tougher conference. And you think that guy's the same guy and you would take him over Josh Allen. He's completely ludicrous. Nobody outside of your zip code thinks that nobody. 49ers have everything. Top three roster top 5 defense um overrated head coach they just don't have a quarterback i don't get it and the giants i'm sorry i don't believe in daniel jones i just i look at daniel jones and i think they take a step back i think they were fools gold last year i don't see where the giants got better where did they get better They hate their running back. They lost their starting center from a year ago. They got a good left tackle. But does anybody think the Giants have a better roster than the Jets? I mean, do they have a better head coach? Maybe. What has Josh Allen done? He's carried a football team with lesser talent around him to a 13-3 record. What's he done? What's Jalen done? Dude. Dude. When you talk about winning and going to Super Bowls, that's a team accomplishment. That's not a Jalen Hurts compliment. I'm talking about a guy who doesn't need everything around him like Jalen does. Until you prove that to me, that will always be why people have him down further on the list when it comes to people, when it comes to quarterbacks and who you'd want to build your franchise around. Dude, Allen Burrow. What would Joe Burrow do in Philly? Go undefeated? Probably. My God, Mahomes. Would set every NFL record there was if mean, he was in Philadelphia. I mean, he might throw 80 touchdowns. Okay. No, no, no. Keon, they're not my list. This was the ringers list today. They got Dak ranked ahead of them. Once again, don't make this out of to be me, being a me thing. Shit, NFL.com was talking about the 25 and under top players. Hertz didn't even make the list. That's the NFL. That's the NFL's website on who they're promoting. And they didn't even have Hertz on it. This they're not my list. Don't make it about me. I got some NFL predictions now. Fins, what was that? (laughs) My resume? What's that have to do with what I'm saying today in 2023? Dude, that stuff's funny. And once again, people who say that shit don't have legacies. It's all good, kid. It's okay. Never! <laughs> Xander hates that. <laughs> yeah. All right. Allen wasn't elite until Diggs got there. Jalen wasn't good until he had two receivers a tied in a running back in the best O-line. He was terrible. Troy Aikman in the playoff game was going, throw it left throw it to the left <laughs> throw it to the left can't you see it you must have forgotten that broadcast <laughs> throw it left i know could so. that kid screwed up by fumbling that ball in that viking game and that guy man oh man unbelievable He's so bad at 13 and 3. Unreal. I mean it, you're right. What a horrible year. I love how we look at him. 13 and 3, what a shit year. I'm going to do my predictions here. I got to take a time out here. I want some of you guys to do this. Sit back. Take your tissue, wipe your eyes. I know some of you are upset. It's okay. Big Seals is here. Hit the like button. Keep it here on the National Football Show. okay everybody okay (laughs) Uh, everybody okay all right no tears no tears for fears (laughs) oh man right hang on just remember something man there's no pom-poms here my friends okay We don't do pom-pom radio. Yay! We got the best place kicker. We got the best water bottles. (laughs) (laughs) We got the best food. You do have great food at the link. That I will attest to. Your pretzels are off the charts at that place. Uh, And by the way, I'm going to be doing some tailgating this year at Lincoln Financial, I am going to be very critical of tailgating. You know how my boy Dave Portnoy goes around looking and does pizza tests? Well, I'm going to be going around doing hot dog and hamburger bites. And I'm going to be doing that at the link. Okay? Who has the best tailgate? And maybe we'll do something crazy at the end of the year. okay? We'll do something at the end of the year where we have an official award on who the best tailgating is because tailgating grub, would we not agree? Okay? that it's the best grub on the planet, okay? Sills, what channel is the pom pom show? I'm not allowed to because Xander and Big Joe don't like me punching down. So I'm not allowed. I'm not at liberty to like tell you <laughs> who those people are. I've got to kind of like try to control myself, you know, I, I, which I can't, you know. Xander knows after 6 30, it's too late. <laughs> okay. He knows it's too late after 6 30. It's not a good thing. So it's no good. I was on Twitter with you the other morning when he was talking about college football. Those guys got really upset. Isn't it crazy, Death Row? Every single thing I say, everyone gets upset about. And then when someone else says it, because it's the way I say it. I think that's why Angelo likes me. Because it's the way I say it. Never! Never! All right, here are my awards. There'll be a lot of tears after this one. The National Football League's most valuable player will be the man from Buffalo, New York, Josh Allen. The Defensive Player of the Year will be from the New York Jets, Sauce Gardner. The NFL Coach of the Year will be Dan Campbell, Detroit Lions. Chuck goes, Josh Allen will get busted up. That's funny coming from a guy who roots for a guy who can't finish a season, and Allen finished it last year. Try looking at your own guy about getting busted up. Who who, who played hurt last year? Wasn't Allen. How you doing? I got hurt in a bear game, and that was worth it. Oh, this is going to say real good. The Offensive Rookie of the Year will be B. John Robinson, the man I wanted in Philly, on a rookie contract that wouldn't have cost you anything, but you passed on him for a bag of vittles and Rashawn Penny. Congratulations to you. (laughs) Yes, sir. Bag of pennies, bag of vittles or chittles or skittles or something. I don't know. The defensive rookie of the year. I agree with Xander. Jalen Carter. I'm sorry. I think this guy's the best player that was in the draft. It includes every quarterback that. Hey, watch this. Do I think that C.J. Stroud is better than Jalen Carter? No. Do I think Bryce Young, who I like, but is a schwimp, is better than Jalen Carter? No. Now, the only other guy that I would have taken. Seriously, this is this is so Xanderish. The only other guy I may have taken over Carter would have been Will Anderson. Because I think he's another version of Cornelius Bennett. And by the way, for the record, Bennett was a – I never realized this. He was also a Bama guy. He's a six-time All-Pro. Went to five Super Bowls. (laughs) Biscuit was – and he's a dear friend, so I'm a little prejudiced. Okay? Okay. But I I think Jalen Carter was the best player in the draft. And I'm going to say this again. When I watch his first step versus Mozzie Smith, Mozzie Smith moves like he's on the moon. When I watch Jalen Carter come out of that step, that's where you know you got something. It's in the feet. It's not so much in the hands. but Hands are important. But you watch his feet. He doesn't take false steps. He gets up the field. He's a penetrating defensive tackle. I mean, I think this kid's. Hey, I got to calm down because I think this guy right here, okay? This guy right here, I think Jalen Carter can be. I got him. So, Josh Allen. NFL MVP Sauce Gardner, Defensive Player of the Year. Dan Campbell, Coach of the Year. Bijan Robinson, Offensive Rookie of the Year. And Defensive Rookie of, of the Year, Jalen Carter. Nolan Smith, man, is he is he gonna play, Pete? Is he healthy? Shit, he got thrown on his shoulder once, and that was the end of that. I've never seen him since. Okay, yeah, sixty-five. I think you're right, man. I think this kid. And when you watch him, Jordan, hey, By the way, Jordan Davis is better than Mozzie Smith too. Don't get that twisted. I'm on Jordan. I'm, I'm on Jordan Davis. Mozzie Smith's not better than Jordan Davis. No way. And by the way, I think that's a significant difference like if you told me who would you rather have i go (laughs) i would not have mozzie smith on my team over jordan dave i would not i would take milton williams first honestly i would take milton dude milton williams is a better ball player he's a good player by the way i'm i'm high on him i am i'm i am Nolan ain't ready just yet. We got Reddick. Yeah, but I want to see him get into the game, man. Get him some reps. (laughs) Greasy goes, was a good show. Comedy was great. See, that's how I want you guys to end here. Exactly like that. Remember something. We're not talking politics here. We're not changing beer cans. We're not doing anything like that. We're talking sports, okay? We're not trying to promote beer cans or whatever. Sports. (laughs) at the end of the day right i can't wait man tomorrow it's football season and we get lions and chiefs then we're going to be just days away from the start of the national football league season i can't shit that monday night game between buffalo and the jets is going to be good cannot wait thank you so much xander thank you big joe we appreciate it we thank you please hit The like button, 3 to 6 tomorrow, and we'll see you on the flip side